0: Hi, this is Matt Bernstein, and I'm with Dennis J. Smith, and this is the Make Money Online show, where every week we have a unique guest that will help you make money online. And this week, we were lucky enough to have Teresa Greenway on the show. She's an online instructor who teaches people how to bake bread. So she's literally and figuratively rolling in the dough. And to start, she introduces us to her story, and she was able to overcome a negative situation, and people who are in... This situation now, will be able to learn from this and overcome it themselves. So that's why she goes around and also spreads this story. Take a listen.
1: So I was in a 30-year abusive relationship, and I think most people online that know me know that now. And uh, I put a link to my memoir, and it's uh, published uh, through, um, it's a little place out of, um, Seattle, uh, and uh, and and it's on Amazon right now. And uh, anyway, so I was in a abusive relationship for thirty years, and in two thousand and ten, March two thousand and ten, I uh, I escaped with my last two children. I had ten children altogether, and so the last two are still with me. So I found myself in a position of uh, having to support myself, uh, and I didn't have. Uh, I didn't go to college except for a few. Um, courses in that I took in art, but they were they weren't for a degree or anything and so I didn't have a, a work history because I was a mom for thirty years, and I found myself having to support my last two children, and I had no way that I knew of to make an income because uh one of my children has uh autism, and he's quite severely disabled, so he needed me around a, a lot. And at the same time, my mother uh, was dying of congestive heart failure, and she did die a year ago. So I was uh, also taking care of her. So I found myself in a position where I didn't know how to support myself. And so I went online because I, I ha- I'm an online person. And I went online, and I, I found a, a person called Cheryl Barr, and she was helping women to learn how to make money. And so that was right up my alley and uh, I, I was able to get a scholarship to her course and she she told me just to, to do what I knew. And I had, at that time, I had a really small internet business called Northwest Sourdough and, it, and I had had it since um, 2004. So I, I had it for a long time, but I wasn't really making much money. I had written a four-volume book. It was on Amazon. I made about $300 a month in sales from it, and that was my basic income, $300 a month. And so, um, so I, just, I, I thought, well, maybe I need to do something else because I have been doing it all along, and I really haven't been making any money. And so I had a YouTube channel. It, it didn't have very many people, and I was making about $0.80 cents a month. And so I thought, well, maybe I could beef up my YouTube channel because they were talking about people that make millions, you know. You can't always just talk about the people that make a few hundred or a few thousand bucks. We have to talk about those that are making millions, you know, and get the rest of us all excited. So uh, I started looking online about how to optimize my YouTube channel. And of course, that brought me right to Udemy. And uh, Ud- that was in uh, the fall of 2014 and so Udemy was running the $10 promotions and I had I didn't really understand how Udemy worked and so I set aside $100 and I was only making $300 a month so that was a lot for me. I set aside $100 and I bought 10 courses on everything I could think of to help me um, get an online passive income going. <laughs> I, I bought courses on YouTube optimization, SEO, uh, whatever I could find. And so I started taking those courses. And when I was taking those courses, um, there came a day when it just suddenly clicked. You know, I could make courses. I could do this because I've been baking sourdough for a long time. I know how to do that. And maybe my followers would like that type of learning instead of, you know, four-volume book. And, um and, and besides uh, I had tried to opti- optimize my YouTube channel and it went from 80 cents to about hundred dollars a month, which is really good and I and I now have about I think Dennis said 9 thousand followers I didn't even know he told me <laughs> um, so uh, here here I was uh, I, I didn't really feel I could make an income on YouTube and I didn't understand yet. Uh, how to use YouTube to drive traffic to my courses. But it was the uh, spring of 2015 which uh, it will be my first year anniversary in six days. So uh, April 6th I published my first course on uh, on Udemy and it was, a, it was a real learning curve for me. I, I was already somewhat computer and, and a little bit tech savvy but learning video editing and audio and how to work with Audacity and You know, just all of that, as all of you instructors well know, can be quite a learning curve at first. And um, so I published my first course and I was, I I freaked out. In one month I made a little over a thousand bucks and remember I was only making $300 a month. So I just, I just thought, well, this is really amazing. And at some point in there, I, I learned how to do the annotations and the titles correctly for YouTube and how to drive more traffic to, um, to my course. And so my course started uh, picking up and the second month I made over $1,000 and I thought, oh my gosh, maybe I can do this. We got some real feedback going from somebody. Is it me? No, nope. now it's gone.
2: I have my mic on mute, so hopefully, maybe Matt's got something going on there. So go ahead and continue with your thought there.
1: Okay. um, So where was I, Dennis?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm still, like, I was so thrown off by my technical stuff that I'm just, like, trying to, like, look and catch up, like, with where we're at as far as questions. But. I've okay. got it solved right now. Okay. So are are you just you are talking about how you got your start on Udemy okay. and you were talking about yeah. going from three hundred to a thousand and then the annotations?
1: Okay, yeah. So um, so I, I the first two months I <clears throat> made a little bit over a thousand dollars a month. And so uh, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid. Uh, I, I was 10 years old when I first started baking cupcakes and I would take them around the neighborhood and sell them. So, and, uh, and pretty much my whole life, I was always trying to find something to sell or something, some way I could make money. So I've always loved being an entrepreneur. So once I realized that maybe I could earn a living on Udemy, I went ahead and optimized everything that I could. And, and I call that confetti marketing. Everything that I learn, everything that comes up new, uh, I kind of throw that into the to the mix with the rest of it. So I've got a Pinterest and a Twitter account. And I've got a little bake shop on Etsy. And I've got some groups on Facebook. Um, I think one of them is, is approaching 20. 19 I don't know there's a I have a lot of followers on Facebook and um so there's two groups on Facebook plus my business page and then uh I really started driving the traffic from my YouTube channel so I think I'm making maybe closer to $200 a month on YouTube but what's really coming from YouTube is the traffic I'm driving really good traffic from from YouTube so um so my when I was in Cheryl Barr's group, and she, she told us, you know, that we needed to uh, think positive and manifest what we wanted, and she asked the ladies in the group how much money they wanted to make, and she was being realistic, like, what are you making now? What can you realistically, let's go ahead and shoot for the stars, but make it something you can do, and I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't understand that, so I said, well, I want to make 10,000 bucks a month, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, that's a good goal. And, uh,
1: yeah, well, she she told me later that because my goal was so lofty, it made me my it made me just feel like the sky's the limit. Anything uh-huh. could happen. Instead of limiting myself, I opened up everything. So it's been like I said, it'll be my year anniversary, and this month um, I am like forty bucks away from making eight thousand dollars. Wow. So yeah, I just for this month. Just for this month. Um that's I, awesome. yeah, I've made forty five that over forty five thousand dollars in this year in this last year. Nice. So, and, that, and that's just on you to me. That's mm-hmm. not my other that's not my other passive income channels, not my, my books and my other things. Yeah, so, but- um, yeah, that's- so I just uh, uh, so if, as a matter of fact last night I added up some of my other passive income and I've made over 9000 just in March uh, with my passive income online. So I'm only $1,000 away from reaching my goal. And, mm. and March has been my best month, so uh, I'm not like expecting next month to be the same. But heck, why not? Why not expect it
2: to? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Expect- that's true because I wanted to ask like one of the questions that I wanted to ask you. I know I, I, had the, I wanted to ask you about um, your passion for baking, but it sounds like that that came at an early age. But I wanted to ask you uh, what you think of the new pricing structure that we know that Udemy is going to shift to here in about a week and wondering if you think that it'll make it difficult to achieve revenue goals.
1: Um, I've been thinking about it like the rest of all the instructors and uh, somebody somewhere said and, I, and I'm not quite sure who it was so I, I, won't, I won't say it wasn't, wasn't my idea but I think it was maybe it was Mark Timberlake I think it was so he was saying that um, we need to focus on immediate sales instead of um, some of the other discount coupon sales. And uh, funneling people directly to Udemy, uh, to our, our sites, to our profiles and stuff. Um, and I didn't think of that. He's right. Um, we need to use our YouTube and, and everything else that we have and channel people directly to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will be more like uh, like regular funneling to, to what you want people to buy. Um, the other thing that I thought is that... Uh, Udemy still will have the ten dollar discounts uh, because anybody who has a twenty dollar course, fifty percent off of course is ten dollars but n- none of us will be able to undercut them because in the past when they had the low discounts, we could all undercut them by a dollar or two dollars or whatever. and we won't be able to do that now. so that's going to be a challenge for all of us instructors to to just you know figure our way around that to offer something more for students so that we can still get them, uh, you know, since we can't do the undercutting. So that's going to be a real challenge for all of us to put our minds to and say, uh, the 50% discounts on right now, what else can I offer my students so they buy from, you know, through me? So I don't know how it's going to go. I'm excited and interested to see how it will so if if Udemy grabs a larger mar, uh, world market share, then we'll eventually all do better. But it might be rocky for a bit.
2: I agree. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a while, but I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to you know get started with this and see how it works. Because I I you know I think it's going to level the playing field and that people will kind of look at your course courses compared to somebody else's course. Look at your reviews. Um, your landing page, your intro video, and then decide, you know, what they want to pay, which of course yeah. they want to go with, yeah.
0: And I just wanted to say congratulations on almost the $9,000 you made this month, and I know that you might not be expecting $9,000 next month, but at least you're making uh, higher highs and higher lows on what you're making per month, so that's, that's the best thing that, um, you can do. And I just wanted to say like, thank you for sharing your story. Like it's, it's, it's uh, a lot of people can relate to it. And uh, I just wanted to say like, thank you for being brave enough to share it. And it would, it benefits a lot of people by you doing so. Well,
1: thank you. I, uh, I I'm, I'm going to continue to shoot for the high because um, I feel that if you shoot high, you know, the, the sky is the limit. And uh, when you think about it, like I said, I'm not counting in my other passive income, but making over 45,000 in the last year divided by 12, that's approximately 3.75 K per month. And that's, I can live on that. I, I'm not somebody who needs uh, a lot of income and, and that's, that's,
2: You know, maybe if I was in Seattle, I couldn't, but... Oh, I think even in Seattle, you can live on that, because I was laughing, like, thinking about... Because, I mean, I told you a little bit about my history that I lived in Seattle. I lived there for 10 years, and I'm still thinking about going back. I was going to ask you, because I missed the first part, and we had briefly chatted on Facebook. What is the town that you live in there
1: I live in a small town called Tokeland. It's a little peninsula in Willapa Bay. It, nobody even knows we exist. And when they really? and when I say yeah, when I say Toklin, they go, well, "What do you guys do there?" You know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> does Highway 1 go or does um Highway 105 101, yeah, does it go through there? no,
1: 105. We we hook up with 101 uh, if we go east. Huh.
2: I'll have to like come out that way sometime because ocean shores and Long yeah. Beach are a couple of my favorites to, to hang out there. Last year, I went to the Oregon coast and then up through Longview and then up I-5 to Seattle. So that's that's really cool that you're able to be in that location and connect with the Internet and, and do what we're doing right now along with the courses, your books all of that other stuff it's just amazing to see this kind of stuff happening in anywhere in the US and anywhere in the world
1: yeah we, we don't always have a very good uh, connection out here uh, and I always worry when I have an interview if it's going to suddenly drop um, <laughs> uh, uh, but I'm I'm in between uh, Raymond and Westport so oh yeah you might know yeah
2: yeah I've been to Raymond before yeah, I stayed the night good. in Raymond
1: Okay, so did you go past the Shellwater Bay Tribe Casino?
2: Mm, the casino that? might have not been there at the time because I was really yeah. young back then. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I think it's it's. I think the casino's only been here about uh, maybe fifteen years. So.
2: Yeah, I lived there in the nineties, and I was about probably Matt's age at that time.
1: So, <laughs> okay. But,
2: but yeah, that's that's really cool. So, so Matt, you have another question there.
0: Yeah, so um, obviously a lot of your courses are surrounded about baking, so we were wondering if, like, how difficult the process is of filming a course about baking. Do you find it difficult, the recording process?
1: Um, You know, grass is always greener on the other side. I imagine that sitting in front of a computer and doing a voiceover uh, is fun or easy because I have to come up with the formula, I have to test them, I have to bake it and then so much can go wrong and the formula might turn out, not turn out. I've had, I'm, I'm somewhat challenged because I, I, even though I'm making it enough to purchase a home, I can't get into a home because I don't have, I don't have credit yet. So, um, so I'm still living in a shop and it's pretty rough and so I can't really show, you know, how in a baking show you want to see a nice kitchen. I don't have a nice kitchen. So I focus on my hands and, uh, and then, then the audio has been a lot of problem. I got a good lav mic, uh, but when I'm working with the Joe, the lav mic often rubs against my clothes. So then I've ruined the whole audio and either have to toss it uh, or try to be creative about a voiceover because um, you know, sometimes a voiceover will work when you're just showing your hands. Um, however, nobody gets, you know, there's no background noise then. And that's a little disconcerting when you're working in a kitchen.
0: I, 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 I was going to say, I think that's a perfect example of not waiting for the perfect situation and just doing what you want to do with what you already have. Mm -hmm. I think that that's awesome. And one of the best lessons
2: that anyone can learn. $8,000 proves you're doing it right. though. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, I, I almost didn't do the courses. When I took a look at my kitchen, it's got a rough concrete floor with stains and paint and oil spills on it. And, um, and it's, you know, it's just nothing to look at. When I looked at that and uh, saw what I had to work with, I thought, uh, you know, I can't do this. What am I thinking? I'm, this is ridiculous. And then I thought, well, I'll just be creative and do the best I can, and if it works, it works, and I'll do you know I will try to get better equipment, which I've done. Uh, I started out with a little pocket camera and i and I got a Panasonic FX one thousand now, and I got a better better microphone and and I got some uh, some lighting equipment. So I, I worked on uh, making things better and eventually I'm going to have that nice kitchen and when I do, I'm going to do my course, I'm going to videotape my courses all over eventually little by little But I, um, but I thought to myself if I can just make money, I can use that money to make my life better, get better equipment. Because I realize that the majority of instructors on Udemy are third world countries and they are working with a lot worse than I am. And so the challenges can be really difficult for uh, students that don't have very good equipment. So I I would just uh, say to them, do the best you can and then put your money into better equipment and keep going.
2: Mm -hmm. Hey, Hey, Matt, you think we should answer some of these questions before we move on? Yeah, we can flip back to
0: YouTube and answer Andy's question, and then uh, I think you
2: typed in a question. I'm sure that was for somebody else. It was, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Andy, and welcome, Andy. It's great to have you with us. Uh, How do you link YouTube videos directly to your YouTube courses? Um, I think Matt and I know how to do that, but we'll go ahead. Since you're the guest, we'll let you go ahead and, and share your knowledge with those who are listening.
1: Okay, well, I think everyone knows that YouTube won't allow you to do it through annotations and, and well, or, or cards. Uh, however, you have a a blog or a site, and you make a nice post, and you put your links to your courses in the post, and then you uh, use annotations and cards to link to that post. Because you uh, on uh, Facebook, you have to have an approved site that's working along with them. However, you can put your links directly in the. Um, description underneath underneath the uh, video, and I do that all the time, especially right at the top.
2: Great. That's, a, a, that's an excellent way to do that, um, you know, because you just connect with your, like I connected with DennisJSmith.com and uh, online course coupons, and anytime I want to use the cards, which are often um, underutilized, and so if you're listening and you're not familiar with YouTube, make sure that you take a look at cards and annotations because those are a great way for you to expand your reach online and direct traffic from YouTube over to your Udemy courses and and your blogs too, which when you direct them over there, you have that opportunity and we'll be talking about it more in this lab to pick up somebody's email address so that you can build your list and further market to those individuals. So, this next question, I'll go ahead and bring it up here. Great, um, okay, Dennis. Well, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to add one
0: point. And, and I think in the future <laughs> that Udemy is working on becoming like an official store that you could link to with YouTube. I don't know how long that's going to take, but it's oh. it's been brought up in the past in the Udemy discussions.
1: Hmm. That would be nice.
2: That would yeah, be um, really cool. I have, yeah.
1: I have one other thing to, to say yeah, about YouTube, which uh, I just discovered recently, and you two will probably laugh, but... You know the featured content where you can feature one of your videos uh, at the uh, when people first uh, come to your site, new people uh, <laughs> when they channel. first come to your channel. Your channel. Yeah. Um, I I had a, a a small video list a set of videos for an overnight sourdough that was really popular and it started making more and more money and the videos were some of them were making five to up to like seventeen dollars a month. You know, and I was thinking, wow. You know what's going on here, and it and it suddenly dawned on me that that was my featured video, and it had nothing to do with Udemy. And so I um I recently changed it to uh, my entry course, my S- S- sourdough baking 101. I have a really nice uh, preview. Uh, I put the promo on uh, YouTube, and I went ahead and put the promo on as my featured video, and I already uh, uh, sales spiked almost immediately. So if you uh, have your featured video, check it and see what it is because it should be uh, taking people to where you want them to go. Whether it be your, um, uh, a blog post that you, uh, you know, will get their email or whether it be to Udemy to a certain course, make sure your featured video is uh, what, um, directing traffic where you want it to go.
2: Good points because that's something that I always forget to update. And like Teresa was saying that you have two different options. Those who are already subscribers can see one video while those who are coming to your channel for the first time can see something completely different. And the other thing that I do is down below is you can create a playlist. So um, one of the things that you might have seen uh, when I first started is that my book, Udemy Life" just came out today. And I have interviews with a lot of instructors, including Matt. And i branded those with a thumbnail with the book cover. and put that as a playlist and raise that to the top so when people come into the channel that that playlist is what they're going to see first and you could do that with your Udemy courses if you wanted to group those as the first thing that they see in your channel they would see a playlist there so um, we have this question here from, from I'm sorry I forget who asked it I, I, I took it and plugged it in but um, do you do you use parts of your Udemy course and put them on YouTube or create teaser videos, uh, which would be also a trailer specifically just for YouTube.
1: Yes, absolutely. There's several of my different courses that are teasers uh, in, in YouTube, and I'll say, you know, this is a course that I have on Udemy, and here's a discount coupon if you're interested in learning more, and yeah, I have a lot of those. Um, Dennis, there was one thing I wanted to say, I downloaded your book which is available right now for free, Udemy Life uh, from Amazon and um, I just wanted to mention that you did something really good on that and that was in the very first few pages of your book you put links to everything and uh, so that's that's free advertising for around the world for anyone that goes to look at your book. They may not want to buy your book but they may want to go to all your links and so Anyone that doesn't realize that you have a book on Amazon, put your links uh, on the very first few pages because that's free advertising.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about your books here coming up in a bit because I want to talk about what else you do off of um, Udemy. So, I mean, that's definitely one thing that that people who are writing books can do to draw traffic to their Udemy course. Matt, go ahead.
0: Questions for me? Okay, Uh, okay, so I you were talking earlier about your additional passive income streams. It's not just you me or YouTube. Um, how you, so how are you expanding beyond you to me? You on Skillshare? I assume you're on Kindle. Um, what are you doing on your, um, on your website? I checked that out and seen like you're posting uh, some content consistently on it. And, um, if you're teaching any courses locally.
1: Um, I've done a little bit of all that. I have um, I have uh, several books on uh, Amazon, uh, including my my memoir, and my memoir has its own um, own site called Reach for Joy with the four as a, as a number four, and, um, and and so I'm making an income from that. Uh, it hasn't expanded to very much yet, but it's uh, it's been out there since uh, fall of uh, 2015. And uh, I have a little Etsy uh, bakery, and I have some formulas on there and my four-volume sourdough book, which is called Discovering Sourdoughs, on there. And I toyed around with putting a, a course on there. I don't think I have it on there anymore, uh, where they could buy it through me, and then I would give them a free coupon. So that is actually another way to direct people to Udemy. Uh, but it wasn't working for me, so I, I took that. I think I took it off. Um, and, and so, uh, I am selling my books through on Etsy as PDFs and then on Amazon as uh, Kindle. And then I have, uh, I have a couple other books on there. I have a book on, uh, my son who has autism and I have, uh, another book on how to make your own sourdough starter, uh, which is, uh, is kind of, a, of an intensive, um, work on how to not only make your own sourdough starter but mother dough starters and how to care for them and all that so that's offered for for free as an option on my site and it's also offered in my all all my courses for free so um
0: it's a cool idea selling your your books as a pdf on
2: etsy yeah i never thought about that hey that, well, that absolutely... not, not
1: everybody not everyone likes a Kindle. There's so many people that say I wanna I wanna be able to print it out. I wanna be mm-hmm. able to open it on my computer anytime. And even though they can read uh, your Kindle on their computer, it's not quite the same as a PDF.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Hey, what about Pinterest?
1: Yeah, I'm on Pinterest.
2: Yeah, and that, I do a
1: lot of advertising through them.
2: Yeah, because that's like a still pretty much um, a social media uh, network that's predominantly used by females and. So you've got something with the bread and stuff like that, although that's a lot of food. something that a lot everybody... Of food pictures
1: on Pinterest, I, yeah.
2: I know, I love that stuff. Thai food is my favorite, so every time I see a Thai recipe, I'm clicking on it. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, I have given courses uh, to people individually, and I've given a local course at the local reservation. Um, But I haven't done that professionally and um, that is something that I'm planning to maybe do in the future. I've talked to other bakers that might want to give a workshop where we would uh, rent a commercial kitchen and have people come in and stay for the weekend uh, here by the coast and then give some workshops. So that's a potential, yeah, that's something that I'm thinking about for the future.
0: That'd be a fun opportunity to like get out of the house and meet up meet new people and uh, another form of of income for you too. That that might be fun and a good opportunity.
1: Yep, I, I really think so. I love inter uh, connecting with other bakers. Uh, bakers are some of the nicest people in the world. I mean, you go into any bakery and ask a baker for help and they'll help you. It's rare to meet uh, a mean baker. <laughs> So, I mean, even uh, even my groups on Facebook, uh, the people are always saying, well, they, these groups are so nice. And I just said, well, bakers are nice people. Uh, you, you know, people that love working with their hands where everything smells wonderful and the dough's soft and you get to eat it whenever you want. You've got to be happy.
2: <laughs> it, it is an art form. I mean, really, like when you think Absolutely. about it, the, the different breads and plate, pastries yeah. and desserts and cheesecake and... <laughs> <laughs> All of that good stuff. <laughs> so you want to go ahead and let's see. We've got to set the question here. Um,
1: how did I keep my head on straight? How have you been able to stay focused? Yeah,
2: I can't see the, the rest, but it? it won't show more for some reason. So much.
1: Yeah, it's it says to show more. I'll try to click on it. Uh, it won't show it. Um,
0: well, I, I, and then it says how you've been able to keep a sh- like how you've been able to stay focused. In the face of so much uncertainty, how many of us become unhinged in the face of challenges and fear? Yay. Uh,
1: I I would have to say that I was lucky that I had a good support system. Uh, I have a large original family. And um, I I think that, uh, like I said, I've always been an entrepreneur. It's something I absolutely love. A lot of instructors hate that part of Udemy. But I love it and it shows in my sales. I have consistently uh, done 80% or around that of my uh, income from Udemy has been my own sales. And so um, I I love doing sales but uh, to stay focused, what I do is I make goals and, and even though I don't always hit them, I really try to. And... And and I'm relentless when it comes to now that I'm now that this is my income and I actually love doing it um, I work at it every single day and I've talked to other instructors who aren't selling and I'm saying well What are you doing? You know are you posting? Are you sharing it? Are you making new blog posts about it? Are you making videos and putting anything on YouTube about it? And they're like no 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 and I'm like you know I'm doing that constantly, all the time, or I'm coming up with new formulas. I have a couple of books that I'm writing, um, putting together uh, for freebies for the future, um, one that I'm putting together to publish. So I, I just feel that every day, if, if you, you know, take some time and do something every single day, it all adds up, uh, yeah, so most, you don't really, you don't have to force yourself to be focused, Just
0: yeah, I feel like people uh, get the it's Udemy is like misrepresented in the way that most people think it's like a passive income. But in act, in reality, like you have to proactively do things in order to make the amount of money that you want to make
2: on Udemy.
1: Yeah, well, and I, I really think that's true with almost any business. There might be a few out there that take over and that's their businesses to push you. But virtually any business is uh, all your effort. And if you're passionate about it, most likely you'll do well because you are willing to spend a lot of hours doing something you're passionate about. And I'm really passionate about um, my sourdough. So, and I think that um, when you're passionate about something, and money isn't everything, because money's not everything to me. I care more about, like, if somebody buys my course for forty-nine bucks or more, and then I have a sale where it was a lot less, and they're kind of upset about it. I'm like, what can I do to make you feel better? I can give you a free course. I can, you know, what can I do to to make you feel good about this? Because I care about them. I care about making people happy. I like sharing. So, um, and and I think people can tell that. People can tell when you're passionate uh, about what you're doing and willing to share it because, uh, and they get excited when, when somebody's passionate about what they do. Other people get excited. It's just the way it is.
2: I agree. I I think it shows that when somebody is um, authentic and is there to teach and help other people rather than um, just the almighty dollar, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Matt, did we want to ask, before I ask the next question, answer some of these questions that we have here? Yeah. So, because I was kind of confused by... Um, something that was already answered but I guess it's not the ones that are up here so Andy is asking and I'm familiar with it if you've ever tried Smashwords I personally haven't but have you used Smashwords for distributing your ebooks
1: um, I tried when I had the four volumes I actually tried the regular public publication route <clears throat> and four different large pub- publication publishers uh, actually took my book to the acquisition stage where they were considering publishing it. Wow. But they felt they, at that time, uh, I published it in 2010. They felt that I was not a, um, a known, uh, celebrity and that, so it was too big of a risk for them. And they said my book was too big and too technical, uh, so that it was too big of a money risk for the publishers. That's when I published it myself, but I I even wanted to do print on demand and I looked at Smashwords and some of the others, but my book is full of photos and tables and all kinds of stuff. And it was, it was just, it it was something that just wasn't going to work with, with their setup. So I went ahead and, uh, and I purchased a software for turning my, uh, book into a Kindle with a Mobi file. Mm -hmm. And that was another learning curve. And uh, and then I uh, went ahead and and published it myself.
2: What is that software that you use? Just curious.
1: Um, Justo, I think.
2: Is it Judo? Uh,
1: judo. Uh, okay. No? Yeah. I, yes. J u t o h. Yeah.
2: I use that yes, too. It. That's a, that's interesting. I think that that's one of the the best applications out there for converting. Um, It's improved over time, and you can actually take your Word document. And it does a pretty good job at converting it. I only had to do some minor adjustments with my book and and didn't have to send it out to somebody on Fiverr because even though Fiverr is in, you know, increments of five dollars, it can add up to have work done on yeah. Fiverr now. So that answers the question that Kate had about the ebook version of Reach for Joy. So that should be out there on Kindle format too, right?
1: Uh, that is done through the publisher. I have very little control over that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's uh, on Amazon and it's available as a paperback book and an ebook book.
2: Okay, I'll see if I can bring that link up too, so that I can uh, paste that in there for people who are interested. And then she also was asking about the title for your ebook on autism.
1: Okay. Uh, Whitley has autism. Well, I just wanted to say that my memoir, the uh, book publisher's name is book trope and that's out of Seattle. That's based out of Seattle. Okay. Um, my, uh, my little book on uh, Whitley has autism, uh, was written because my son was having trouble as a teenager in high school. He was, he was in a special education class, but they also streamlined him into regular classes and, uh, and he was having problems and so uh, I wrote the book and and shared it with his teacher and his uh, classmates, actually I think the whole school ended up sharing it. Uh, and then suddenly things became much easier for him because his fellow classmates understood what was going on with him. And so uh, I went ahead and, and put it on Amazon to help other uh, people. There's a lot of autism now. Um, but a lot of the children with autism are with parents with younger children and and my son is now 18 so i've dealt with a teenage autism mm-hmm. and and i think that uh i think that as people's children get older they're going to they're going to want that help you know what happens when they become teenagers and they don't fit in because it feels a lot different to them than when they're little
2: yeah our neighbor across the street has a son that's autistic and i think he's in his early 30s so
1: I wish they would have written a book for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it's not easy. I have a uh, a nephew who's nine with some challenges and and see what my brother and his ex-wife deal with every day. So... I, I would imagine that you're using an email list to market all of this stuff. So what are a few things that our listeners can do to improve their email marketing efforts? Because, you know, you have all this stuff out there. We have our courses, our books. Um, you know, you're talking about maybe doing something there in Washington State locally. So an email list is critical. Um, what are what's some of your advice, Teresa?
1: Um. I really only started my email list this last year when I started Udemy and I think it was Catherine Goa that said, Teresa, where's your email list? I'm like, well, (laughs) I have have this list of people that I've dealt with over the last 10 years in my business, but I don't really have a real email list. And she said, oh my gosh, you've got to get one going. So I only have around 2000 on it now, but um, uh, I would say, and this is from personal observation and it might be just me but I'm very reluctant to send out stuff every day because when people do that to me, I end up unsubscribing. I just don't like it. I would prefer to get one every once in a while with more in it than a little bit every day because it's just so annoying to have someone pop up every day. So Mm -hmm. personally, I would uh, recommend, you know, not sending to your subscribers every day. Also, I would say make it fun. Uh, have, free stuff to give away, have nice content. I will put uh, a formula on there uh, or something else, or I'll have a giveaway. I'll do something fun. Uh, And sometimes my blog is from like 2006 or 2005. So I'll go back into some of the old content and I'll bring it forward and I'll say, this was, you know, this is an oldie but goodie and, you know, have fun with it. And people seem to really like that. I did one on a chocolate ride uh, that everyone thought was, you know, pretty awesome. So, um, so I'd say uh, don't, 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 email people every day, uh, and keep it fun. Do fun things. Uh, make it a little interactive, and uh, and give good content. Give, uh, you know, and free stuff. Give stuff that people want, and and that's how I get people on my list is with, with a free, you know, free book opt in.
0: Hey, you, uh, you were talking a little bit about your blog uh, just a moment ago, too. And um, is, is there any th- like actionable tips that you could share with our listeners that they could do to improve their
2: blog?
1: Well, I've really been working on mine. I had a site and, uh, and a blog, and eventually my blog took over. So I ended up getting rid of my site because it was just too much to, to take care of both of them. So my blog is still a work in progress, and I've been doing that over the last year. Um, I think uh, a lot of the similar things would hold true. Uh, post content uh, somewhat frequently. Uh, keep it fun. Give lots of free content. Uh, make it interactive. If you look on mine, I I do announcements. I have, I have giveaways off and on quite a bit, and they're a lot of fun. And what I'll do is I'll uh, route all of my people on Facebook. Um, because one of my groups is quite large. And I will have a giveaway uh, by doing a post on my site. And then all these thousands of people are are going from Facebook to my site, which brings up the activity and traffic to my site. And then they see my other stuff. I'm an Amazon affiliate, which I forgot to mention. That's where my other avenue of income is. Um, My biggest month in or an affiliate on Amazon was just this last December I made over, I think almost $600 and I'm an affiliate on Udemy and I've done pretty well there as well. My last check was over $600. So um, I forgot to mention those. (laughs) Um,
0: That's okay. Thanks for mentioning uh, it.
1: So if you, uh, if you, if you go to my site, Northwest Sourdough, I think the the last post I did was a, a giveaway. It was my birthday, March 22nd and so I decided to give away stuff to people and I listed my course for a low amount all my courses and I, I gave away a couple of prizes and then I gave away some free courses and uh, all I had people do was just comment so I had something like two, over 200 comments and it was just a lot of fun people I love reading their comments and uh, it, it was just really enjoyable and then I get to give away prizes to people so um, that's a it's a really good way to build up your list, too, because when you're routing people to a giveaway on your site and there's an opt in, anybody who's trying to, you know, get, be part of the giveaway, they may also decide to opt into your email list.
2: I thought I was on mute there for a second. I, I jumped over to your Udemy channel and it started playing, and I was like, oh, I hope that doesn't go through the speakers. But um, so I don't know if we actually talked about this like when we were talking about YouTube. Uh, so you have close to 9,000 subscribers, which, I mean, is impressive. I have 600-something and I've been on here for quite a while. I really love like the um, branding that you did there at the top. How about like just like one um, actionable item that we can give people that they can do today to improve their Udemy channel, or not their Udemy channel, their YouTube channel?
1: Um, I would say something right off off Is check your descriptions. Uh, put a link right at the top where somebody's looking at your video, and they can see that link right there, and they might click on it even if you can't figure out annotations or cards. If you put a link to something that's that's going to drive traffic for you, whether it's your Udemy courses or your blog or whatever, that's something you can go into all your videos today and just put a link right at the top where you know they can see it, and that would probably uh, help your traffic and your income right away. I would say. You want one action? do that?
2: That's a very good thing to do. very good suggestion. Um, those links can drive a lot of traffic, you know, especially like if you're looking at um, yours with almost nine thousand. I think that most of them every time that you get or you add a new video, they get notified. And so they come to that and make, you know, look at it and click on the link and there's a possible new student for your course. Uh,
1: Something else I did this week was uh, I was trying to get a little more um, signups on my email list. And, you know, uh, I know a lot of people were making fun of instructors for this is the last time I'll ever be able to do it (laughs) week. But um, (laughs) I was definitely going to take advantage of that because it's true. It's absolutely true that we won't be able to offer courses for nine or eight or four or one dollar anymore. And so um, I uh, put it out there on my large uh, Facebook group that everybody in my email list and my students, the students I already have, would be receiving a discount that nobody else got. And And I dropped my course to the lowest I had ever done ever. And only the people on the list and my regular students were able to, to get in on that uh, special. So I did get a lot of signups. I didn't count them, but I saw a lot of signups. So that was um, that was another way of getting people to sign up on my list.
0: Probably helps uh, that now it's your best month ever that you did those. Yeah, really. <laughs> it,
1: all, it all helped it to be my best month ever the giveaway, just all the different things that I did. I tried to come up with something almost every day. I sat down and tried to think of different things I could do every day to make this the best month ever, and it, mm-hmm. it's definitely been the best month ever.
0: And what, what? in this last giveaway, what did you give away?
1: Um, I gave away, um, uh, in, in for Artisan Bakers, there's something called a, a Banneton. Uh, or a brat form, and it's a special mold for holding your dough, so it looks really nice. And they're kind of expensive, so I gave away a set of those. I gave away a set of parchment paper, and I gave away uh, five uh, courses of mine for free. Uh, in the past, I've had um, I've written to some of the uh, companies and asked them to do if I could give away some of their equipment. And so I've had different companies, Primal Kitchen Company and I've had Broad and Taylor with their proofer, which is, uh, is a, an item that keeps dough warm and a lot of bakers would like one, but they're kind of expensive. Mm. They did a giveaway and one of my followers won a free one. So I do try to, uh, uh, once in a while I'll try to, to go to the different um, companies and get, get them to sponsor a giveaway. So that they are actually giving away the prize, and I'm then helping to drive people to them. So it's like a mutual thing.
2: That's a good idea. Have you ever been to Sir Latab in Seattle, oh the cooking store by the marketplace? You love it.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like like William Sonoma, but a notch above. Okay. You should you well, should make you a, a it you
0: should make a video on YouTube telling telling people how to get some companies to uh, offer the, one of their products for a giveaway. Yeah,
2: that's <laughs> a good definitely... idea. Yeah. Uh,
1: one, other thing, one other thing that I've done is I've uh, also, when I buy equipment, uh, I will have an unboxing where I will get it in and I'll videotape me taking it apart and putting it together and showing how it's used, uh, like a grinder or a new mixer or a Dutch oven or, you know, something that uh, bakers like using. So that's just another thing. Um, a uh, type of video that I can put out there that would be fun for them mm-hmm.
2: and fun for me. I, I think that Matt. Like it, it, maybe you're already doing it, but um, some of the stuff that we've talked about in today's blob would be very helpful to other Udemy instructors. Just maybe a short tip, uh, and, and all of us can do this actually, because you know, Matt has stuff to offer, you have stuff to offer, I have stuff to offer. Um, Andy, you know, out there, he does his art classes and stuff like that. We all have secrets on on how we film. You know, you talked about your lav mic. That's one of the things that I've been thinking about getting because I bought this here to hold my uh, phone and and I'd like to do videos but I need a lab mic so that it picks up my voice when I'm out in public and when we're done I'm going to message you and ask you which one you bought because I've been looking at them on Amazon.
1: Okay, well the one that I got I really like, it's, it works really good, however, uh, like I was telling Matt earlier, you might not have been here. When I wear it and I'm working with Go, it will rub against my clothes which ruins the whole video. So uh Mark Timberlake has been helping me uh he was suggesting uh maybe a boom uh that I can hang overhead uh of my workspace so mm-hmm. that I don't have to so I think for me uh I think for you you might want to go for a lab and I think for me I might want to try something else but um yeah. I will definitely, I will definitely let you know uh send you the link of the one that I bought cuz I really like it.
2: Yeah, that's what I have is a boom with um, a shock mount. It's upstairs at my other workspace, but it's just an arm that reaches out with my Blue Yeti microphone and has a shock mount, and that's probably a good idea for you because you can hang it like just right above your workspace, so it's still picking you up, but um, like you said, not um, brushing up against anything, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we- That's a wonderful resource is to be in the Udemy groups and get that kind of help.
2: Yeah. So, hey, here's a question for you, um, since I dabble in this myself. Uh, one of the listeners said, thanks for your tips so far. Have you tried any of the Udemy promotion websites? And if so, which do you recommend? So, of course, coupon sites, I think they're talking about.
1: No, I haven't really done that. I, uh, if somebody else has put mine there uh, as an affiliate, then, uh, you know, I wouldn't know that but uh, I haven't really
2: done that. Yeah, I think I need to, as an affiliate myself, because you said that you do uh, Udemy affiliate marketing, Matt does too, I definitely need to grab your courses and, and start promoting those because, I mean, it wasn't until, like, I started seeing you in the studio, it was like, wow, that's interesting because it's not like the typical Udemy course, which is a lot of coding courses, WordPress, Excel. And you, you forget about this kind of stuff, you know, that you can teach dough photography. There's a Thai food course out yeah. there that I've seen before. There's all kinds of stuff. It's it's pretty amazing what you can f- learn on Udemy.
1: Well, and there's a, a renaissance in uh, sourdough baking because uh, uh, you hear about all this gluten-free stuff and gluten sensitivities and problems. And... Um, and it just so happens that a lot of people are finding out that uh, real sourdough bread that's been prevented correctly uh, for a long period of time, the gluten is uh, pre-digested and a lot of people with gluten uh, sensitivities can uh, eat it just fine and people, with diabetic, uh, people that are diabetics find that it doesn't impact their blood sugar the way that normal bread will. Uh, but this doesn't uh, this doesn't apply to people necessarily that are allergic to wheat or celiac because that's a different problem.
2: yeah, I have diabetes, so I have to watch what um I eat and so you know I look at what goes into the food. I still haven't mastered it yet, but um that's interesting to know on there. Um, so let's see. I'm like going back and forth here, Matt, did you? And
1: somebody's asking me about, someone's asking me about credit. I want yeah, to, if, if you, you want have, to know.
2: Yeah, if you want yeah. to answer that, go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay. So I, I used to have really good credit because uh, we always paid off everything. Our, our mortgage was paid off 12 years ago. Uh, everything that we've ever bought, we've paid off. There, we've never had any problems, no hits, no, uh, nothing bad. But when I uh, escaped six years ago, uh, I had uh, my business credit card, Northwest Sourdough, and no, I could no longer use our shared credit cards. So I went ahead and just used my business card. and uh, And then last year, I asked a lender, you know, can I apply for a loan? And they said, well, you need to wait until after taxes this spring. So that, that was last year. And so I waited and then I gave him my information and he ran my credit and it was zero. And I said, he said that everything, uh, you know, that has been on my business credit card for the last six years doesn't count that it's not, it doesn't count towards my personal credit, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know. And, uh, and I, and I basically said to him, well, why didn't you ask me a year ago? Why didn't you run my credit a year ago and let me know? Because now, it's going to take me another year to get credit. So I have applied for two different credit cards and set up new accounts just to get credit. So uh, I'm learning all about credit right now. And I had no idea that my credit was zero because it was always really high before. But uh, if you're a woman who's left an abusive situation or someone that's out on your own and you don't use the shared credit cards anymore, uh, you've got to build up your own credit. And I just wasn't aware of that and I should have been.
2: Wow. Interesting information. Thanks for sharing that. And well, I
0: see that you have a a course about empowering women on Udemy and, uh, we're definitely both feminists here and we think that's awesome. Um, is there any other, do you think you want to like branch into also teaching about that subject more or do you have any other plans to teach about, uh, more things other than baking?
1: There's a private Udemy group for women and, uh, there's, uh, I'm a co-instructor in that particular course with several other women and we've all uh, brought forth some of the skills that we do uh, and it's a free course so that other women can get a, a head start. And uh, it's also a, a way of uh, promoting our own courses because we give links to our courses if they want to take them further. I actually have two courses that I started that I haven't had time to work on. One is called confetti marketing, and that has to do with the way I do my marketing, which is kind of like confetti—a a little bit of everything. And uh, and then I have one on it's called attitude equals success, and I'm really I feel really strongly that your attitude is what makes you successful. If you're and you might have noticed if you're in the uh, if you're in the groups uh, Udemy groups um, on Facebook, and you see people that are negative and not so nice and uh, being mean to others and lashing out at you to me, they're not going to go anywhere. They are not going to be successful. And that's just the way it is. I agree. If you, if you turn negative things into positive things, if you look at the bright side of things, if you try to take uh, lemons and make lemonade, if you are happy and share joy, people are attracted to you. They want what you have. If you're nice and you're kind, I mean, there's a time to be, you know, to do the hard stuff. But generally, overall, uh, when you have a public persona and you're mean and, and nasty and you're money hungry and, you know, and you have a lot of negativity, you're not going to be successful. And if you started out successful, you're not going to attract people for very long. So I really strongly feel that. If you want to be successful, the first thing to do is change your attitude uh, and try to remember that joy and happiness attract people and the opposite repels people.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think more people need to take that advice because it's kind of like I try to stay uh, away from negative and And I've talked with Matt about it, just people that I have in my life or whatever. And even myself, I need to be reminded if I'm being negative, I want people to tell me, you know, so that I can turn that around before it drags me down.
1: Yeah, well, you you can imagine, Dennis, if you were being more and more successful and then you started being not so nice or negative (laughs) or singing the blues every day or pouting and complaining, you know, people are going to start, start dropping you. They're going to say, you know, I just don't need that. I can go somewhere else and feel good. I don't need to put up with something that makes me feel that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to tell that to these instructors that are so negative or <laughs> they're like, um, they turn around and bite you to me, you know, and I just want to say, do you, you know what you're doing? You are, you are ruining your own you know reputation. You're ruining your own chance for success. Yeah. Um, it's better to come up with a solution than to complain about what's happening.
2: Yeah, try try it, try doing it on your own with your own own website and see how that works out for you. You know, it's like Udemy's um, just another vehicle to help you with your success, and you don't have to stay with it forever. You know, you can build you're following and and we talked about the YouTube channel we've talked about Pinterest we've talked about email marketing we've talked about our own websites work on building that up and at some point you get to a point where you can focus on just your website because all of a sudden everybody knows you they know that you you're you're this person who's got these wonderful courses on Baking and, and sourdough, and you're an expert in that kind of stuff. You've got the books out, and then Udemy is just kind of like that other stream of income for you. But if you, um, you know, if you have that negative attitude about it, it's just not going to work.
0: And and one of one of my favorite quotes is uh, I forget who it's by, but uh, don't ask why things are so hard, but um, find out a way to like make it better something like that
1: absolutely yeah um I feel differently about um Udemy Dennis I I feel that I can't even imagine myself having the ability to um to have the reach they do and so I feel that even if you do have courses on other platforms and courses on your own site I still feel that the courses that you have on Udemy um that you can attract people to them, Uh, Udemy can bring people to you, and you have those links in your bonus lecture that can reach 10 million people. I mean it's just amazing, the Udemy as a resource is absolutely amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: So I… I definitely think that they will be a large part of my income because I I really like them. I really like.
2: Eating. Yeah, just think if that ten million doubles to twenty million, and you're doing eight thousand dollars a month right now. Just think about that potential down the road. Um, once we get through this um, price structure change here, but um, I I think that things are still going to to pan out on on you to me. So yeah, so. Um, Let's see. We've got a few more questions here. Any last thoughts or advice for our listeners before we go today?
1: Well, I think I saw one woman wanted to know where to find the Empowering Woman uh, course. And if she just looks up my name, Teresa Greenway on Udemy, and then looks at my profile and see, and you look and see what courses I uh, I have, it that will be one of them that would
2: be the easiest way to find it. i posted it. a link to your profile that's just right in the um, chat discussion okay. right now so if they want to click on that it'll take you to that course too
0: um somebody oh so um
2: dennis you sorry you asked Teresa a question right and then we'll get to the i i forgot
1: what <laughs> I <was reading. laughs>
2: just any like before we go any advice or thoughts that you'd like to share with the listeners
1: um, I think uh what I've kind of said over the the course of this interview, and that is um be passionate, be relentless, spread joy, have a good attitude, and uh, reach for the sky, reach for the stars um If you imagine that maybe you can make a thousand dollars a month, maybe that's what you'll make. but if you imagine ten or twenty thousand, well maybe that's what you'll make. so <laughs> go for the big stuff, go for the gold <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's awesome. It's just like uh, very inspiring. I mean, that's why I wanted to get you on. I know that Matt and Dave had interviewed you, but I've been following you in the studio. And when I see that, along with a positive attitude, then I want to share that with other people that I'm connected with so that hopefully they can see the same type of success that you did because that's one of the reasons like I wrote my book is that in, we have the power as instructors on Udemy to change many lives out there.
1: I totally agree with that, and it's it's a wonderful, wonderful thing when you do. So I know people changed my life. I'm I'm here being able to support my children now because of you, Udemy instructors. So, uh, I, I mean, I can really tell you that it is a powerful thing, and it's something that's, uh, you know, that we should... Uh, uh, think is is um, as something that is sacred, something that we can do is touch other lives and help them be better. Mm-hmm.
2: We we definitely like having positive people on the show. Here is that one question. Here, let's not forget this before we before we wrap it up. Did we did we cover that one?
0: No. Uh, somebody was basically asking um, if they should upload their content onto YouTube first before doing Udemy. And what do you think about pre-marketing your course and building a following before we actually post a course to Udemy?
1: Uh, Absolutely, I I wouldn't post all of my course to Udemy, I mean to YouTube, but I would would post some teaser videos and I would post other videos and I would get content going and I would get a following going because it is the following that helps the instructors get the big bucks. You've gotta have a following, you've gotta have your own tribe to get the, the larger dollar amounts. So absolutely, do pre do marketing every day. Do, you know, pre-marketing, post-marketing, <laughs> market every day. And um, absolutely build up your YouTube because like I mentioned earlier, I might not be making a lot from it, but every little bit helps. And uh, I'm driving really good traffic from it. And that is money. I mean, it doesn't mean that YouTube's paying me that, but I'm still getting the money. so. Yeah,
0: definitely. Do your pre-marketing. That's just icing on the cake, the YouTube ad money. Yep.
2: I tried to get this other question up there just so that we can uh, answer it before we're done. Uh, I wanted to ask, I'm from a creative field, and I wanted to start my first course, but there are already similar courses out there. Should I make courses uh, on what knowledge I have? Or any tips to make my course?
1: Um, I I don't think I'm the best expert to answer that but from my own personal opinion I would make course courses I would start with are ones that you're absolutely passionate Mm -hmm. about because it's the it's the passion that magnetizes people to you. You could have a hundred other courses out there but if you have your own special persona and your own special passion Uh, people are going to want your course not everybody else's course Mm -hmm. and that's why you see um, you might see some uh, 100 courses on uh, Udemy and one's making all the money if you go there that person's the one who's passionate about what they're doing
2: yeah and I, I think that that's the right advice for that question is that I wouldn't let it stop me if people had other courses on the subject matter that I'm an expert in because I bring my own um, information and my own personality to the course so like you said that that's what people are going to look for so
1: absolutely definitely do it
2: and plus
0: not everybody's gonna like your personality or the personality of the instructor so the other your competitor And um, they might go to you because they like your type of personality better.
1: Yeah, you might click with one instructor better than the other. Um, Kate, I can see there's a question there. If you have never baked sourdough, I recommend you take the Sourdough Baking 101. It's easy. Two just two different breads to make, and it takes you through all the uh, steps from the beginning to the end. So you'll know what you're doing. And then if you want to take any more, you'll you'll have the tools necessary
2: and where can people find you online on your website I'm going to post that link but I'll let you say it because sometimes people won't see these links
1: okay you can always find me at northwestsourdough.com
2: great great awesome well I think that we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for just afternoon here in the um, where I'm at in southern Idaho and Matt is the in the afternoon and I've got to go out and continue promoting my book and get some other things done today. And I'm sure that Teresa wants to get on with her day. So we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us. And we'll probably have to do it again in a couple of months and just get an update on where you're at. And maybe you'll be closer to that uh, twenty thousand a month mark by that time. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so Matt. It's been- oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: No, it's been absolutely wonderful. This has been a really fun interview. I've had a great time. I I really appreciate you having me here, and I thank you for inviting. Yeah, me.
2: Yeah, thank you, Teresa. We we thank certainly you for appreciate it, on. and we thank those who are who are with us right now. We've got over thirty two uh, that are with us. So you can watch the replay at the same link
1: if you just joined us in the beginning. And Matt, what?